0: The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Of course, it's me. Who else would it, could it possibly be on this Saturday morning? What's today? December the 11th, two weeks to the day before Christmas of, I don't even know what year is this. 2021, I guess it is, right? They just blend together now because it's not like you leave your house all that often. Um, All right. Mixed Raptors, that's a disaster. But we, we have the normal the trimmings that we have on this uh this Saturday show. So we'll get into the Knicks in just a moment. I'm I'm now annoyed with this team, although maybe I shouldn't be, because last week I, I gave you this whole spiel about how maybe this is just what they are. Again, I I think this is just kind of what they are, guys. So you can get angry, but you know, losing a game in Toronto closely contested is kind of who the Knicks are at the moment. Uh we'll do all the things we typically do on a Saturday. Uh, stump Rothenberg at 10.30, of course. And then it's almost like it's, we have no idea. Will R.J. Bell join us at 11? He might. Will R.J. Bell not join us at 11? He might not. We, we don't know. If he joins, great. If he doesn't, uh, equally fine as well. So there, there's a lot for us to get into. Uh, the Jets, my expectation with the Jets tomorrow, I'm not even looking for a win. See, that's how bad the local football actually is at the moment, which really is just pathetic. You're, you're a fan of the Jets. You analyze the Jets. You don't even, I don't need a win. Just compete. Just don't allow 41 points. Just don't let Taysom Hill look like Johnny Unitas. That's, that's all I'm asking for in my analysis of the Jets. Lose the game 24-17. Have Zach Wilson make a couple of plays. Have the defense not look like they have no idea what's going on, and that's a win. And then the Giants at 4 o'clock, and what a treat we get, huh? We, we get all day of New York football. We, it's not sandwiched into a three-hour window where you can kind of rip it off like a Band-Aid and have both games done in a three-hour span. No, not tomorrow, guys. One to four Jets-Saints, four to seven Giants-Chargers, and you don't even have a good nightcap. You're right. You you have a, a team that's owned by another player, as said by the other player, right? And that is the Packers and the Bears. So tomorrow, not the not the greatest NFL day, but what's the old adage? Even the worst day on the ski slopes is better than the best day at school. Even a bad day of NFL football is is better than not having it. So Jets one o'clock, eleven o'clock pregame, right here on ninety eight seventy ESPN against the Saints. Giants. The Giants aren't even four twenty five. They're not even 4 They're like that, that awful nook of a four-zero-five window where you're still ending the 1 o'clock games. You're like, oh, look, these loser teams are playing. That used to be saved for, like, the Arizona Cardinals who were 6-10. That, that's what they would save it for. And now it's, it's, it's the Giants and the Chargers at 4-5. Now, no Keenan Allen. We know that. It doesn't matter. Mike Williams, he'll play. A.J. Guyton will play. I guess Eckler will play. Justin Herbert. And that's just to add insult to injury is you get to see Justin Herbert. So you don't get to see Daniel Jones, and you do get to see Justin Herbert. So really, there's not a lot of positivity surrounding the Giants in what I, I, I would just from scratch, but we'll see what they do at the end of the season. We know the GM is gone. We don't know about the quarterback. We don't know about the coach for sure either. Jets, um, y- you know, not good, but two years behind the Giants. So the Giants, it's like, how could you be this bad for this long the Jets, how could you be this bad for this long? But at least this current little regime and players are new. I, I guess that's the positive with the Jets. That, you know, maybe we should spend the next two and a half hours going, getting into the Rangers. Maybe that's what we should do. Because we, I mean, you, I, am I allowed to say Yankees and Mets without Major League Baseball coming after me? Am I Am I allowed to do that? Because I I know you they can't put the likeness of the guys on MLB.com. You can't. Minor league coaches can't talk to major league players. I know that. So if you're like if your best friend, if you're if you're a minor league coach and your best friend is fill in the blank in the majors, you can't talk to him now, or you're not supposed to talk to him now. So there's no baseball, and there won't be for a while. And listen, the Mets should be good, the Yankees should be good, but they're not championship level teams. The football stinks. The Islanders are awful. The Devils are no good. My college basketball team is Georgetown. They lost their first game to Dartmouth this year. I don't have a lot, but what I do have is the Rangers. Should we spend the next two and a half hours just breaking down the Rangers and how good they are, how lucky they got last night with that offsides goal? Or no goal, I guess as it would be. Rangers look good, huh? First place in the division right now. That's a good looking team. Nashville tomorrow at the Garden, following the Jets right here on 98.7 ESPN. That's a good-looking team. They're good. They're young. They're good. They're physical. They're talented. Uh, and we laughed, right? Remember that? We laughed. Like, oh, you think that that are adding a little bit of grit, right? The non-Rangers fan, even the Rangers fans, like, wait, what are we doing? Right? Dryden Hunt, Sammy Blay, Ryan Reeves, this is going to make all the difference. Well, they're tough. They're gritty. You don't want a piece of them. Truba knocks a guy out every single game. And you saw Reeves last night, right? Got a little chippy. He goes over. Let's settle down, boys. You don't want a piece of me. You know what? They don't. Rangers win again in Buffalo, 2-1 the final. Well, we're not going. I-, I would love to. But we're not going to spend the next two-plus hours dissecting the Rangers. We're not. We got to talk Knicks, people. We, get, we got it. We, ha- we have to. And I-, I heard a lot of when I told you I was concerned three weeks ago. Dave, it's so it's so early. What are you worried about? Eighteen games into the season, what are you so worried about? And then when I brought it up two weeks ago, you know they were I got the they were nine and thirteen last year. Then they turned it on. Don't worry. And then last week, there were five hundred. Stop it. Don't worry. So I finished the show and I think I was done for the day, and the Knicks were also done for the day last Saturday. Because they went out there and were unwatchable against Denver. Unwatchable. So much so that Jokic, who is just a a, a phenom, didn't even play in the fourth quarter. So you lose that game. And then you win a game. And then you get last night where you're a, a disaster. And then I look today at the standings. And Orlando has five wins on the season. And two of them are against you. And explain to me. And and Now listen. You didn't get blown out. You actually had a a chance to tie the game with a a three at the end of, of regulation. But explain to me. How against Toronto. Who scores 19 in the second quarter. 19 in the third quarter. And 21 in the fourth quarter. Explain to me how you fall behind by 20 points in the first quarter and allow 31 points in the first 12 minutes. And and not only that, I, I took note of this. Toronto had 23 points with six minutes to go in quarter number one. How? How is this happening? How is this okay? How are you of the mindset that this is going to, Totally turn around and be fine because you get Milwaukee tomorrow because you get Golden State later in the week. There's a major problem here, people, a major problem. All right. Julius Randle is not the same guy. He's not whether he's just not that good, whether he had a one year hit, whether it's a contract that he was playing for, whether it's another team's game plan for him now. I don't know. And honestly, I don't care. But he is not the same player that he was last season. He's not. Alec Burks was 0 of 7 last night. How do you play 36 minutes and score one point in an NBA game? How is that possible? Can I please, for the love of God, See more Obi Toppin. I mean, please see more Obi Toppin. Every time the guy is on the court, he is instant energy. He goes for, what, 19 and 10 last night? And I get 23 minutes of that? No. I'm sorry. If it means less Julius Randle, then it means less Julius Randle. If it means you play them together, then it means you play them together. If it means you go small, then it means you go small. He was your best player last night. Why am I getting 23 minutes of Obi Toppin? I like Tom Thibodeau. I think he's a capable, competent head coach in this league. But you got to do better than that. You have to. You have to do better than that. That is completely unacceptable. And I don't know if you are even still in the the way that you say, it's unknown, because to me, and I'm sorry, and I'm sure he's a great guy, Evan Fournier stinks. He stinks, and you want to hear something which will really make you pull your your hair out. This is awful, awful. Kemba Walker, eight plus million a year. Evan Fournier, eighteen million a year. Twenty-six plus million for those two guys. Demar Derozan, three years at twenty-seven million per. But no, Fournier and Walker Walker unplayable Fournier looks like he shouldn't play guys as the great Michael Ray Richardson said years ago the ship be sinking there is a major chasm a major issue a major problem and I've heard from a lot of people well I don't want to just go trade for Dame Lillard what what does that do for me well what do you want to do you want to sit here and do this You want to sit here and and maybe you do. Maybe you're okay. And I don't think it's the end of the world. Maybe you're okay winning 37 games, missing out on the postseason, getting a top 10 pick, and building via the draft. And then looking this offseason to upgrade via trade. Smart, concise deals. But the way it's currently constituted is a disaster. It's a disaster. You shouldn't lose to that Toronto team. They're fine. They're fine. I mean, Gary Trent, Chris Boucher, Scotty Barnes, and I get it that Siakam and Van Vliet are nice players, but they were not I mean, do you know what Siakam was last night? Pascal Siakam was 3 of 18. 3 of 18. And you lost that game. This is not a few games. This is not a small sample. This is now 26 games. The Knicks are 12 and 14. They are 3 and 7 in their last 10. They are 5 and 8 at home. And remember, they were 5 and 1. 5 and 1 this season. And they are now 12 and 14. In the words of the great Michael Ray Richardson. The ship be sinking. 1-800-919-3776. And what's the old adage? It is better to have loved and lost than never loved before. Maybe last year was the love. Maybe last year was with everything, right? There's no fans in the buildings. The players don't care the same level. Tom Thibodeau's first season. Maybe it was just the perfect storm. The perfect, perfect storm where well, this team's going to win 41 games out of 72 and wow you. And then when it gets ratcheted up, they're not going to beat Atlanta in the postseason, but give you a season where you just wow. And maybe now that love is gone.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: Away we go. I just got to, how about this? Let's bring in uh, Let's bring in the great Ty D. Butler, Newhouse School of Communications. Good morning, Ty. How you doing?
2: Well, before, before we get to the, the pleasantries, I just got to get something off my chest if we what, can. What, what, I
1: by, by the way, I was told this week, and it pains me to tell you this, but I will because I am this kind of open, honest friend. Someone close to me was like, I, I hate Ty. I absolutely I, I hate him. That's fine. Yeah. Um. So I, I'll allow
2: you to be my sounding board just okay. just because you're, you're, you're a good friend of mine. I vent to you on the list of things that should never happen. No, I don't
1: I... feel like that, by the way. I'm, I'm a fan of yours, and I defended you to this person.
2: That's fine. Look, okay. I, can we can we get past that? Listen, don't don't don't
1: belittle my feelings. It's not your feelings. Someone doesn't well, like me. but don't belittle it, it what I'm bringing to the table.
2: It happens. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored, and I'm thankful to be alive. I've got a beautiful son at home, a beautiful wife. That, that that's. I mean, the, the person can say it to my face, but whatever. Anyway, um, so on the list of things that should never happen, traffic at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning.
1: You had traffic this morning.
2: Traffic this morning. It, it was not a great morning, left the wallet at home, hard getting into the building. But now that I got that off my chest, I feel better. So good morning to you, David. I'm happy to be here with you. I'm
1: happy, to, I'm happy to have you. So so I thought you were going to say, you know, all these terrible things. I had traffic this morning and I couldn't get into the building and I lost my wallet and all these things. But hearing your voice and being on with you makes it all better. No, it does. I nice. said
2: I needed you to be the sounding board because sometimes you just need to get things off your chest and then you feel better. And I didn't want to, like, you know, lie and say good morning when the morning hadn't been good. Hasn't been great so has been great. So, I hear But now ya. it's good. It's good. So now you I be, can say it You feel
1: like, like, like we've righted the ship, yes, right? Yes, we have. Like, you know where the wallet is. It's home. It's the traffic home. Is, the traffic is behind you. It is. The day is in front of you. Yes. You have a beautiful wife, a gorgeous son. There we and go. And you and I get to spend the morning together. See,
2: that? that's why they pay you all the money that they do. You, you are phenomenal, not just at being a talk show host. But as, as a therapist, I mean, this is therapeutic, as they would say.
1: You know, we did a segment. Uh, I think it was l- not this week. I can't remember at this point because I'm up so early and I sleep so little. But I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Dave.
2: Doctor Day, so this yeah, is like a... I,
1: I I provided therapy for the listeners. So this is
2: like a, a a love doctor knockoff, like Stephen A used to do the love doctor. I'll it was be- it was better than it that. Was be- because... So you're better than Stephen A. Well, no no no,
1: because no. well, Stephen A was just like love advice, right? Yes. Yeah, m- mine mine is all encompassing. If so you have issues with whatever, this is I'm like wide you. range and You can it's, go anywhere. It's a much larger scope. That's what makes it better. Like if you, the only thing that intrigued you about Stephen A's one was if there was a, a, a love issue going on. Okay. This can go anywhere. Had people calling about, you know, my, my little one wants to know about how babies are made. Well, I, I helped with that.
2: Wow. Yeah. So would we? So can we say that you're better than Stephen A Smith? Uh, I think we're different. you you're you're a better talk show host
1: than Stephen A. Smith. I, I think s- that's what you're saying. I'm not gonna say that. I think that's what you're implying. Well here. listen, if that's what you feel, that's your opinion. You're, more, you're, you're you. saying
2: you're more well rounded because you've taken his segment like to the next level.
1: Uh no, I know I wouldn't say that at all. I wouldn't say that at all. I, I would I would say that that he might not have the same knowledge of, of all the sports that I do. Wow. I would go that far. Just going at Stephen A. Smith. I'm not going at Stephen A. I
2: think we should replace Stephen A. first take with Dave Ross. No,
1: I would not be anywhere near as good. Now, as by the way, if yet.
2: someone comes to you and needs advice on like you know home appliances, like I've got a no, drill, no, you know I've got some no, screws. That's, no,
1: no, no. See, and and the beauty of me is, you know, I I know I know my limitations. Okay. I, so you like, tell I, them
2: I've got nothing for you.
1: I, you you come to me and you're like, Here, here's what I need help with. I'm sorry, you might want to see a different therapist. That is <laughs> that is not that is not me. Is like not if you're looking for a laundry therapist, <laughs> not me. A handyman therapist, That's not me. Saying.
2: Like home improvement. Like no. I'm a homeowner. Here's what I need done. No, I've got six that, weeks to do no, it. No,
1: I will. I won't even charge you for your time. So you're uh, limited as well. Like, uh, are, no, I'm not limited. No, are... I handle real world issues. I handle like, you know, you know, emotional therapeutic, right? My girlfriend left me because of blah, blah, blah. That's me. That's the okay. washing machine. I don't know how to use it. That's first of all. Is that really therapy?
2: It is. That's because, th- you. I mean, you that... would go
1: to a therapist, lie down on the couch and say, all right, doc, here's my issue. <laughs> <laughs> the washing machine spin cycle I just I don't understand it no
2: I don't know that that's the foundation of the conversation but like let's say we're going to you for relationship advice and then one of the problems you know my wife complains that I don't do laundry like you know it, like that's involved in the conversation
1: here's I see what you don't understand is I've been I've been banned from doing laundry
2: well, because you're so bad at it.
1: Well, I'm sorry. Which, by Th- the way, can I just say this? There are I- some things I'm very good at. There are some things I'm very bad at. Laundry is not one of my strengths.
2: I want to ask you about this real quick, just yeah. just because I, I found it so, found it so fascinating. So prior okay. to having ha- having a baby, um, I got, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was someone who does work on the station okay. that had advice
1: for me. All right. And he said, "Here's here's someone what you-, you care for."
2: Someone I care for. Sure.
1: Well, that so it sounds like it's not someone you really care for <laughs> so, that much. But go so ahead, continue.
2: For, but he's like, I've got great advice for you.
1: All right, so it's a man, Yes and it's, it's someone you you kind of kind of kind of. He's like, I, like, I've got great advice for you. Is this a father? Uh,
2: I'm not. I'm not aware of um of his like parental situation.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Do you know the person at all? I know the person. I don't know if they have kids. You don't know someone you work with closely is a father or not? I'm not sure. Maybe. Well, how are we supposed to take this seriously then? (laughs) Because it's not really important in
2: the story. It matters to me. Okay, so let's just assume. I I, I would assume. How could you not know? Based on the advice that was given. Jake. Based on the advice, I would assume this person has a child. Chased. Good morning. Good morning, good, Dave. Good,
1: good morning. It, 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 turn his mic down for a second. If I if I threw a random person out at the station right now, would you say that 99.9% of them you would know whether they're a parent or not? Yes, and I'm
3: like the only person at the station without a kid, so more That's likely not that, true. RJ doesn't have. Everyone's RJ doesn't have a kid. Santiago doesn't have a kid. Carlin right. doesn't have a kid. Well, if you had to say if someone had a kid, the odds are that they actually have Anita, a son or a daughter
1: here. Anita doesn't have a kid.
3: All right. You chose four people. How well, many people I mean, how, work here? like we're, we're flush with 650 people. Jacob
1: doesn't have a kid. Jacob doesn't have a kid. <laughs> Brian doesn't have a yeah, kid. A Brian's having a kid in like a week. That's not, that's not what's on the table. Oh it's do they have God. a kid or not? Brian does not have a kid. Anthony Pusick doesn't have Anthony a kid. Anthony Pusick does not have a kid. So,
3: would you say more people have kids or more people are? I would don't say it's kids?
1: close, but probably more have children than not.
3: Well, He's, regardless, I know who ha- You guys seem like you know who has kids. So, who is this mystery person I, I, that we don't know? It's amazing to me that you could. I mean, there's not that many people that work here. <laughs> and this person gives you parental advice.
1: And I think to myself, all right, is this someone with a, with a I child think, or not? I think and so. your answer is, I have no idea. <laughs> I think so.
2: I think so. Now that I think about it, I'm like reflecting uh, on I'm, the conversation. He, here's
1: what I I glean from this, you've taken a like. You have lost major points in friendship skills. How is <laughs> that possible? Jake, no. I mean, you're friends with someone you don't know if they have a child or not.
2: We're coworkers. I wouldn't say we're best friends, not I, be or friends f- at all. But if I get remarried, he's not my best man. I think Ty should know. Yeah, you should. Know. I think he does. But here's the advice he gave me, and it kind of reminded me of you because I feel like this is up your alley a little bit. He said, "When you go to change your first diaper, completely tank." No, be so bad at it that your wife just doesn't want you changing diapers ever.
3: Well, if he doesn't have kids, then that's an extremely weird take. So I'm yeah. gonna guess that he does. Have he kids. probably has kids. the
1: fa- The fact that you don't know is is wasn't meant to be the moral of the story, but is now morphed into the moral of the story. He he
2: probably does. But like I said now that I think about it and I reflect on the conversation, I would imagine he does
1: have at least. Do one you believe kid. if you if you mention this man's name to me? instantaneously I would know whether or not he is joking.
2: Yes, you would.
1: <laughs> you would. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> upset by you right now. I can't I can't believe you've taken this, this It's avenue. never like
2: come up in conversation. It's it's someone who does work for the station and that, that was the advice he gave is me it, and I is found it funny. Someone
1: that's on air. Yes. It's an on air personality. You don't
2: but you're, you're thinking of like full time, like Monday through Friday. It might not necessarily be someone you hear every day. It's just a, a contributor to the station. It could be a guest. It could, it could it's be. It's not a guest. It could be a producer. There's no,
1: there's no way that a guest is giving you diaper changing advice. Okay. There's, there's no chance.
2: So I'll say this it's definitely a guest.
1: <laughs> is it really?
2: And I'm pretty sure this guest is on your show and the K
1: show as well. It's Mike Tenenbaum. <laughs> it's Mike Tenenbaum who has kids. He does. Of course, he has kids. <laughs>
2: oh
4: my God!
1: I love you, Mikey T. That oh, was that you was great you advice. Know, you don't you have you have a a relationship that has a huge chasm in it. Like you, you, you
2: I work with him every Sunday, and you didn't know if he, you still don't know if he has kids. I wasn't sure. Like you kind of put me on the spot there, but then you think about it, you're like, why would a, a non parent be like that assertive and given parental advice?
1: Uh, no. I, I think if, if you are faking incapability in, in when it comes to a diaper, you're pathetic.
2: Wow. Yeah. So you think Mike Tannenbaum's pathetic?
1: Did he do that? No.
2: I don't think he – he said it as a joke. It was more tongue-in-cheek, but I just thought it, it would be up your alley.
1: No. Because I would never you're, do that. you're incapable. No. not No.
2: It's impossible for you to not know how to – the point of the story is – it's impossible for you to not know how to do
1: laundry. No, I, so you're tanking. No, it's like you're, I'm not tanking. What do you think, I'm the Houston Texans? I'm, I'm not tanking. I, I am not capable of laundry. It's there's puzzling no to me. It's, like, it's, it's, puzzle- it's No not- because it's like does this go with this? Then then no. it's like all right, so colors stay together and then whites stay together unless there's underwear involved and then colors can mingle with white. It, it's, it's too many rules, it's too many regulations. I need a, a I need a, a many, handbook. It's
2: not many rules. It's all right, here are the light clothes. They go get, they go together. Then because- there's
1: hot water, there's cold water. <laughs> hot water shrinking, cold No, it's too <laughs> many rules. And
2: you call yourself smart. Doing laundry requires too many rules.
1: See, here's what you don't understand. Part of the genius of me is I know what I don't know. And I know I don't understand the concept of laundry.
2: for, For the next 30 minutes... And I can name every single NBA player on the planet, and you can tell me where that person went to college. Yes. We can do random factoids about, like, you know, countries and origins and, and all these different ethnic groups. But you can't do laundry like that. That's where we draw the line as far as, like, difficulty level. That's where yes. we're drawing the line.
1: Yes, no. because the rules seem ever-changing. One time I, I did all the colors together. Then it's supposed to be hot. Then the next time it's cold. Then this it has a white collar. That's it. No, it is too much. I don't want any piece of it. I don't want any part of it. What I do want to do is get back to the
0: Knicks. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: Alan in Uniondale. Good morning, Alan. You're next up on 98.7. Hey, we're going,
4: cool.
1: Dave. Hey. What's up, buddy? How you doing, pal? Good.
4: Good. Just working. Yo, so this Dame stuff. I agree with Reggie. Don't want Dame build up the trades. I don't want to give up our young pieces. Dame is only coming here for post career. He wants to get his rap career off. Hot 97, 105.1. He don't want to come here to win. He knows that. So he's like, you know, where can I make more how, how, money?
1: Allen? let me let me ask you this. How do you know that Dame Lillard doesn't want to come here to win? You think Dame Lillard is not interested in winning a championship?
4: Because look at the Knicks. Like, if you really look at the basketball mind, he knows you can't come here and win. Like, he's gonna, basically going to be in purgatory just like Trailblazers, losing the second round, get to the like, get to the Eastern,
1: Western Conference Finals, lose. Sounds pretty good to me. Eastern Conference Finals sounds pretty sell, good to sell, me. Sell tickets. I'm trying
4: to win. We haven't won since the 70s. I, oh, my I was God. Allen, Allen,
1: I want to win, too. Allen, right. I, 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 I also desperately want the Knicks to win. But you so Flippantly, you're like, "Oh, now you're just a conference finals team." That sounds pretty good to me right now. When was the last time you could say the Knicks were a Western, or I guess Western, never Eastern Conference Finals team? Go to the
4: prom and not smashing.
1: I don't even know what that means.
4: <laughs> that means taking the hot girl to the prom and you're not even having sex with her. Oh, it like is there. That's whack. Like, ew, that's trash. You are trying to finish this?
1: Uh, so it's not a not a great analogy. I mean, I I, I understand. I, I get it. You want to win the whole thing. You want to win the whole thing. But my God, you guys are such babies. You, I mean, you, you haven't won a playoff series since when? And now all of a sudden it's like, well, if we're not winning the whole thing, we're not. You're not the Yankees. The expectation for the Yankees. Yeah, you know what? I've seen a million championships. If we get in and we don't go on a magical run, that's not what I'm looking for. But That's not what this is. So if we're not. So, I mean, you're amazing. If we don't win the whole thing, then this season is a failure. Do you look at the Knicks now and think they're going to win the whole thing? Did you look at them last year? How about occasionally you enjoy the journey? Do you look at the Rangers now and say, you know, if they don't win the whole thing? No. Sometimes you're you're allowed to enjoy the ride. Do you think the Bengals are going to win the whole thing? No, but I'm sure Bengals fans are like, hey, we're 7-4 and four and we can get in. You think the Browns think they're going to win the whole thing? No. But maybe we get in, and maybe we win a game, and that's great. Look at the Browns last year; they never, they never get in. The Browns are the Knicks; they never get in. They get in, they win a playoff game, and they compete against the team that wins the conference. That's a good season. Why does it have to be smashing? Why, why does it have to be? If we don't win the whole thing, now it's a failure. That's such a, it's such a bad attitude. Now you're a Yankees fan and you're more prone to that, I I get it. You're a Giants fan, and you're prone to that, I get it. But a Knicks fan? How dare you? How dare you call this show and say, if the Knicks don't win the whole thing, I don't want any part of it. And so flippantly. Well, Dame Lillard, where, where do you think he brings us? To the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm too good for the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, what a gross take that was. Repulsive. Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN.
5: Dave, the Knicks' problem isn't Julius Randle. The Knicks' problem is the guards. The guards are terrible. The four guards yesterday, Rose, Fournier, Burks, and Quickly, all four combined for 118 minutes. 118, that's out of, so that means they played a lot with three guards. 118 minutes. In those 118 minutes, guess how many foul shots they took.
1: All Before right, so you're giving combined. me what, what, what are, my, what are my three guys here? Four, four guys combined for two foul well, shots. I know, I know, ma- I know. Burke's made they, one foul shot. Uh,
5: yeah, they, they combined for two total. Guess how many assists the four of them combined for?
6: Uh, Eleven. That's eight. one every ten minutes. They yes, played 118
5: yes. minutes. That's from your guard play. They don't break down the defense. They don't go north south. They go east west. Their guard play is terrible terrible. That's what's killing them. They're getting no penetration. The other team doesn't even have to foul them. They're not getting into the lane. That's the problem. That's why what Obi did yesterday was great. Obi created chaos out there. He made his own shots. Uh, getting re- getting uh, follow up So uh, then, play Richard,
1: my, my point stays the same. Why is Obi Toppin, who you admittedly, and I think you're 100% right, played a great game, why is he getting 23 minutes?
5: Oh, no, he won't be after tonight, last
1: night. He's got to oh, be please. playing 30 minutes a game now. You don't, you don't, you don't know that. You don't, you don't know that. Shot. And that's the thing that's so confounding, and thanks for the call, so upsetting and confusing about Thibodeau. Is he going to be very obstinate and very set in his ways? You think you know that this guy is going to get 30 minutes tomorrow? I don't know that. I have no idea. Obi Toppin could go out there and give me the same 23 minutes. You go 19 and 10. You you have earned your minutes. Give this guy 33 minutes a game. There's no reason he's not extending his time out there. But you're right. I mean, Alec Burks last night was was grotesque. He played 36 minutes and scored one point. Do you know how difficult it is to be a starting guard in this league, play, I mean, not exaggerating, literally exactly three quarters of the game, and score one point? I think there's a real chance that Ty could play 36 minutes and score one point. Ty, do you believe if so. you if you score if you played 36 minutes, you score a point?
2: I, I believe I could. I, I could score one point in, in 36 minutes.
1: You think you could outdo a point? I, I, I think I could hit
2: a, a baby jumper, a little eight-foot jumper. I think I could do it. You'd be so overwhelmed. By the way, up. how has that worked out? Like Because, you know, it, it was we need to play Alec Burks more. He's in the starting lineup, Kemba to the bench. The Knicks have been dreadful since then. And I'm not saying that Kemba would, you know, make the situation better, but that hasn't exactly worked out the way. No, uh, the it's not like you benched way. Kemba
1: Walker and now you've won 9 of 10, right?
2: Yeah, and, and and by the way, I, I know a lot of people want to kill um, Tom Thibodeau. I, I don't think this is a coaching problem. I, I feel like this there has to be more blame that is uh, sent to the front office. Well, well look the at what you had last done. night,
1: and I said this the other day on on DPHR and Rothenberg, and I stand by it. The X factor with this team is R. J. Barrett. Oh, if, his splits. If, if R. J. Barrett, if you look at the box score, solely look at the box score, and it's R. J. Barrett's done well. Odds are they're going to win. If R. J. Barrett has not, odds are they're going to lose. He he had he played twenty nine minutes. Had 19 points, five of 16 from the floor, was minus nine, had six rebounds and one assist. That's a bad performance. That's a loss.
2: I'll take it just a step further for you, real quick. In his All wins, right. he gives you 17 points. He shoots 45 percent from the field and 44 percent from three. And his losses, he gives you 13 points, 35 percent from the field, 25 percent oh. from three. So, you know, like you, the thing you nailed about it. him. Is, He's so inconsistent.
1: Where he rises up, and you're like, all right, great, he's shooting. And there's nights where he goes up for a shot, and you're like, oh, God. Like, he makes you just feel very uncomfortable when he shoots And what's
2: ball. scary is, and Alan brought this up on the K-Show the other day, you're about a year and a half from having to make a decision on if you are going to offer him that max extension off of a rookie contract. And as much as we love R.J. Barrett because of his potential, we saw what he did against San Antonio. He hit, what, seven threes that night. Like you you don't see it consistent. But how often enough. do you see that? Exactly, from him? you don't see it consistent enough. Like this guy was drafted a, as the number three overall pick. This is year three. We should see signs yes. that see, he's I think a future right. all star.
1: And, and and we say that we said this with Daniel Jones this week. If you're year three and you're still very uncertain, aren't you certain? Yeah. <laughs> right. You, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, if you if you if you absolutely have no idea, don't you know? And hey, it's the same thing here. Let me if ask you, you a question. If you, you, well, I like him, but he gives you three quarters of the games where he's unimpressive. Maybe that's what he is. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, what do you I, have? As
2: as look, we,
1: we watch basketball,
2: right? So, like, when you're taken with the number three overall pick, what are we saying your ceiling
1: is? Well, I think it depends on the season too, right? Like, there are certain drafts and certain years good. where you look at the number three pick and and you have a lesser. Um, Ceiling, but I think that R.J. Barrett. The thought was, this guy has the chance to, if not be a star, be like just a perennial All Star. Yeah, it was and, a three. And player, he's not that guy. It was
2: a three player draft. We looked at it. We said it was Zion, Ja Morant, and R.J. Barrett. Correct. We, we knew R.J. was the lesser of the three players, but we also thought this guy could be an All Star. Have we seen that no, sign yet? That he's no. a perennial All Star. No, if
1: If I told you right now that R.J. Barrett was headed to the All Star game this year, you would say, "What? Who's <laughs> like?" How is that possible?
2: <laughs> no, right? Yeah.
1: Like it doesn't make sense. And that's that's what they are right now. They're so, a team that doesn't make sense. It also
2: tells you that – I know we got to get to a break. Your team's not drafting really well because you've had a lot of lottery picks. Kevin Knox, Frank Nealakina. I know Obi Toppin's playing a lot better this year. He's been better of late. He's been better of late, but still hasn't well, tapped into that. Well, it's been better budget. of late,
1: right? You took, you took Toppin – um, you took RJ, who, who again he's not he's not bad certainly.
2: Yeah, but he's not what you, he's not a perennial all star. We just talked about that's what you really like. You you need these high end lottery picks. You got to hit on them if you're and, building and, and through the way, draft. You got to hit and,
1: on your picks. You're right. And, and by the way, the next person that says Mitchell Robinson is so good, stop it. Mitchell Robinson is is a guy that has maybe maybe limitless potential that never meets it. Ever. He'll give you like one game, and then he vanishes.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: So, Jake, who I, I think your goal is to put me in a good mood, right? Like, you care for me, and you want me to only to have good things, right?
3: Always, Dave. That's why I played this song.
1: Well, and and I see that. But then I don't know why you just told me what you told me. So we're, we're in a break and because we are very good friends, Jake and I. Um, he says, I, have you heard this stat?" I said, "What? What's that, Jake?" He says, and he's giggling as he says, "He says, you know, the Giants haven't had a running back or receiver score a touchdown since October."
3: Well, well, <laughs> like, all right, Dave, you're back. Talk to you. Here's like, the here's the thing, Dave. Unlike Ty, I'm not coming at you to you know be a jerk. I'm a Giants fan too, so I'm in the same boat you are. The fact so you that you are Giants, weeping,
1: you are weeping with me.
3: Well, I'm also in the same boat as you that the Giants have kind of made me numb to everything. So when I, I, I don't, see, I don't care exactly. I, so I, I see will... that, and I don't even care. The Giants haven't had a running back or receiver score a touchdown since October. It's December 11th. <laughs> it's been a full month. And then you hear the giggling of Ty, and a, then Ty. As, as if he has, you know, <laughs> yes, the, the exactly. Jets to
1: fall back on, who are so sensational. You know, the, you know, strangely enough, the Jets haven't made a tackle on defense also since October.
2: Mm-hmm. The Giants, since uh, that Super Bowl in, in you know 2011, yeah. have the fourth worst record in, in all of football.
1: They they are so bad. And what bothers me so much, and I think that most people that that hear my voice will agree that are Giants fans, you do not care. Like you, you, it, do, it doesn't matter. The Giants play for four. Like my week, typically, and you say this is pathetic or this is great, whatever is. The Giants and I just I think about the game and then when the weekend gets here I get excited for the game and then it's game day and then I you know now it's it's kickoff time and there's just there's this this level of here we are we we made it to game time and everything else in the entire world goes out the window and it, it is it is the Giants I don't I don't have that they kick off the game and I'll be honest with you I don't I don't care. I watch it because it's in my DNA. Like, I love the Giants. I've loved them since I'm a little boy. My father loved them. My grandfather loved them. I love them. I will always love them. But watching the Giants is a chore.
3: It is.
2: It's like doing laundry.
3: Dave, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So you know I'm a Giants fan as well, but— I don't know if this makes me a fraud fan, but over the last several do you years, you really want to go here. Do you? Really I, I really, want, I really do want to if go you're here. You're
1: saying I don't know if it
3: makes me a fraud <laughs> fan. I have to think it probably does. <laughs> no, because I feel like a lot of people listening probably feel the same way. Well, then maybe there's a lot of frauds. Maybe, maybe there are. You're so the one that brings us to the. I'm going to bring I'm it up it. because I feel like a lot of people listening will agree with me. I'm okay. a big Giants fan, but over the last several years, I care more about my fantasy football teams. I really do because maybe it's the slow starts well, that the Giants get off to. I think
1: I think at some point during the season you care more about your fantasy football teams. That's not, fair. At week, week one, 1 and week 1 the Giants against the Broncos, you were like, "Oh, Cal, uh, you know, if, if Melvin Gordon can run for 86 yards, no, here, I wouldn't no, you were focused on the I'm Giants. not saying
3: that, but usually by week 4, the Giants are 1 and 3 or 0 oh and 4 and I'm like, "You know what? I threw a, a few hundred dollars into my fantasy team." I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. So no. that doesn't Listen, make me a fraud. They, they've
1: done this themselves. Now, if you say, I don't watch anymore, then you're a fraud fan. But to say you don't care wh- to care about what, wh- what, what are we supposed to care about? They're four and eight and they're fortunate to be four and eight. What am I in in a, in a, a season that you were supposed to be, you know, a, a, an absolute playoff contender where 500 has teams in the playoffs right now. And the giants can't get a whiff of that. And let's be fair. What what's the rest of the schedule? It's at the Chargers, loss. At the Eagles, loss. Home to uh the Cowboys, you'll lose that. At the Bears, God knows in Washington who might need that game. There is a real chance. that you're staring 4 and 13 in the face.
2: Isn't that a good thing though, Dave?
1: It, it may may but, but here's the thing, and this ch- is why they've put you in this just most uncompromising position tie. Because do I know that the head coach is gonna be back? I've heard that he's probably gonna be back but I don't know and if they go four and 13 and they look just dreadful in the final five weeks of the season does that mean that there's a better chance that he is now relieved of his duties which I'm sure a lot of Giants fans would like to have happen so I like they have put you in a position and me in a position where rooting against the Giants is is now the norm, right? Uh, we had the whole argument a couple years ago. Do you want to see the Giants lose and get Chase Young or win and, and beat Washington? Because maybe that helps Daniel Jones. Do you remember that? Yep. Do you remember that conversation where, well, if the Giants win, you know, maybe Daniel Jones, and he had five touchdowns and he'll build off that. And now, how has how he built off that? <laughs> he's how, been, re- no, really. He's been I mean, injured. That might be every the last year. time he was
2: decent. He's been injured every single year.
1: He's always injured. It's a concussion. It's the neck. It's a hamstring. It's an ankle. It's a this. It's a that. He. I mean, like we said with R.J. Barrett, and R.J. Barrett is better than Daniel Jones. If you're year three and you don't know, don't you know? Don't you know? And that's what the Giants have done. The Giants have made themselves, and don't blame the fans, and don't blame the media, and don't blame anybody. The Giants have made themselves – and you give them credit for doing this because they've done it at a very high level. They've made their fan base not care. Think about that for a second. That Jake, and I know you love the Giants, Jake. I know you do. Jake is sitting here telling me, is it is it okay that I care about my fantasy team more than I care about the Giants? And you know what the answer is? It's perfectly fine, Jake, because they have done this to themselves. I guarantee you if the Giants were sitting here at 7-5, traveling to L.A. tomorrow to take on the Chargers, that Jake would not have the take of, you know what, I, I care more about how Phillip Lindsay does than about how the Giants do. So they have done this.
3: Well, to your point, Dave, I was so tuned in to that final Eagles game last year when I shouldn't even been put in that situation where I'm rooting for the Eagles to win a game. And the Giants was,
1: were frauds last year, but the thing is the division was, and I think this is fair to say, like, the worst division you've ever seen in the history of football was so bad that, that they actually gave you a, a, an iota of belief that they can make the playoffs. Not because they were good. Just because the division was so bad. It's devastating. There is a generation
2: of Giant fans who are so far removed from this team being great. Like that Super Bowl that you won in 2011. I know you had the appearance in 2016 in the playoffs. So far removed from this organization being functional and a a winning culture. That it it almost like it it doesn't exist anymore. It's almost like it doesn't exist. I wouldn't
1: say that. I I wouldn't say that because... They've won four Super Bowls and they've won four Super Bowls but, since since nineteen eighty. Guys who so are I,
2: younger than you, I'm saying, Dave, like they are not accustomed to seeing this team contend and win.
1: And I live this firsthand because I have an eleven year old who is obsessed with sports, and he he is so turned off by the Giants. And and I, I I saw a text he wrote the other day, and he was just like, "The Giants stink. I I hate them. Like that's what they do. They are turning their fan base off. Think about this now. Think about the state of New York football." So, you mentioned it, and you're right. Giants haven't been to the postseason uh, except one time, and they lost that game. So, the Giants have not won, won a, playoff a playoff game, game since the Super Bowl. Yes. And the Jets are like, You think that's bad? <laughs> you, you, you think that's embarrassing? <laughs> hold, hold my beer for a second. We haven't been to the playoffs. We. Don't the Jets have the longest yes. streak of not going to the playoffs in the entire NFL? Well, because the Bucks not only made the
2: playoffs but won the Super Bowl last year. Yes, but the they,
1: Bengals, yeah, the, the
2: Bengals. Bills, the ball. Bo- I mean, you. It's like you look at Texans, the Texans. Li- you look at you the name Lions. them. You look at the Lions. <laughs> they went to the playoffs. It was a couple of years ago. They had that playoff game against the Cowboys. Yeah, where yeah, they should have won that game. Yes, they should have. It was a holding penalty. That, um, look at you. How about this, Dave? I came across this story in the New York Post, and I, I I knew it, but I had forgotten that it happened. So Justin Herbert, you know, had a chance to declare for the draft.
1: And did not, in correct. In
2: 2019, did not. The Giants were all in on him. Um, so that's the year they take Jones at number six. And then what do you know? Ironically enough, the next season he enters the draft. Uh, the Chargers select and him goes at number six. six. He goes six, and now yeah. you're going to face and now, him. And now you
1: get to, to witness him tomorrow. And probably and, they, and so yards. he's
2: playing tomorrow. Daniel Jones is not.
1: Yeah, I, and I know that puts a smile on your face because you are really no. Mis- it, mis- I don't. Mis- I, don't I don't. I don't. It doesn't put a smile on my
2: face that a guy is hurt.
1: Wouldn't you like, just as a producer, of sports talk radio, New York? Wouldn't you like relevant football for once? Of course. Since I've worked here, the Giants and Jets, they've,
2: they've stunk. <laughs> when I stunk, did you start at the station? 20, in April of 2017.
1: Oh, God. So you've really seen some.
2: April yes. of 2017. The football here has been atrocious. And and I, I got to say this, too, uh, before we get to stump, I'm watching the K show on, on television yesterday. And, you know, Peter's a big Washington football fan. And he's like really excited about this upcoming game against the Cowboys. Correct. It's a big game. You know, Mike McCarthy's like you know, you know, doing his Babe Ruth impression. Um, <laughs> to to sit here and think that that could be you because it's not like the Washington football team is great. They've no, got they're, Taylor they're, Heineke. They're, very, they're six very and average. six, and he's excited about potentially what could be a season changing game. But here's the, here's the team. difference that could be you, here, here's and that the difference, should though. be you.
1: Here's the difference because okay. the division's so bad terrible but here and it's, it's it's so much easier to get in now with the with the extra the, the seven but, yeah. but here's the difference and that is you watch Washington and you think to yourself boy they're not they're not great but at least they're okay like they're functional right like they're they're okay I don't watch them and think to myself this is just a bad team you watch the Giants and the way they play offense and your thought is my, oh, my God. Like, it's a different Your sport. eyes just just glaze over you. Like, I I don't know that I've seen anything like this in in years.
2: But, but that's my point. You were so high on your head coach. You brought in all this offensive talent. Huh? You know, everyone was and, wrong. And, and, and you had so much going for you at the start of the season. This should be you right now. You should be how Peter feels not. about his but, Washington
1: but I, team. In theory, maybe it should be. In watching them, it should not. Like, they they are just awful. Just awful. Absolutely dreadful. All right, Ty, you've just eaten into Stump Rothenberg. So when people call – And become upset that it's now a shortened segment. You know how it's your fault.
2: Well, when you start calling at nine seventeen, the segment doesn't start until ten thirty. Did you get calls at nine seventeen? It's a. It's a. It's getting earlier and earlier every week. People are gonna start calling on Fridays. Now, I was gonna say Joe Wizard's on the air from Ace. He's gonna start getting phone calls. It's time for Stump The K Show
1: Gunling's gonna answer like in the six o'clock hour. The Michael K Show. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to get on hold for Stump Rothman. Like All right, we'll put you on hold, sir. I'm calling from the post office. By the way, I got a tweet about that guy. Somebody, I guess, knows him well and says, uh, as usual, you're right.
2: Yeah, he works at, he's a teacher or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, as usual, you're right, he's a teacher. And well, not. My story was better. <laughs> him, him being at work, no. behind the counter. The See, but I knew. I, I have a sixth sense. I, I get people.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: Well, you can try. Many have. Not very many have succeeded. Nobody at this moment has the Daily Double on their resume. You say, what is the Daily Double? You get me with your first question. And then the second question is, where did this guy go to college? No one. And I mean no one has succeeded there. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 SPN, brought to you by Slomans and NYSSPCA, the New York Structural Steel Painting Contractors association uh tidy butler who runs point on this fine segment how are you oh i am
2: doing quite well my friend how are you
1: i am i am ready you're ready for another so you were, edition you were f- Wait, where are we give, me, give four- me an updated stand you were you?
2: 14 and 2 last week Ooh, bringing good. your overall record as we close 2021 to 358 and 74 so you've actually got a chance in the next couple of weeks or maybe if you're brilliant today to get to 300 clear of the 500.
1: Where are we? 358 and 74? Yeah. I don't think we'll get to f- plus 300.
2: I mean, you're really close.
1: It's not well, that we far. we would have to get plus 16. Plus sixteen. We'd have to go 16 and 0. We're 17 and 1. Yes. Feels unlikely. But you know what? Never say never. Never say never. Never. Baby. Never say never. Alright. Are we ready to go?
2: Oh, we are ready to rock and roll here.
1: Alright. I like this. We don't get a lot of this. Will in Chappaqua has a food question i'm told on stump rothenberg will welcome have at it all right dave
6: uh i'll get right to it it's a simple question what is the only state capital in the country that does not have a mcdonald's location
1: so you'd think a nice question right yeah, it's not, it is a nice question so my initial thought would be like a vermont and alaska a montana but helena is a big a big city the smaller ones is it's it's a, a vermont which would be i believe montpelier can't be a florida obviously not a new york not a sacramento not an oregon I'm gonna go Montpelier, Vermont, because I believe that that is, if not the smallest, one of the smallest state capitals. So that will be my final. You're answer. electric, Dave. That's right. Wow. <laughs> have you, have you been called electric
2: before? Well, I mean, that if you first?
1: are, if you are, then you are. That's one and zero. That is one and zero. That's one and zero. Let's go. That. By the way, great. That's question. a good. That's See, a good question. I'm living
2: up to uh, the the high praise you. You gave me last segment.
1: Um, that's that's a good question. You you know why? <laughs> you're like turned on by the question. Uh, well, you get McDonald's and you get a good question. You, you you meld that together. It's very can be erotic, but <laughs> um, like that kind of party. No, I I, I think I, I I and this is weird. I love a good question. I would <laughs> rather get a great question wrong than an awful question right. That's fair. Uh, Stephen Brooklyn, who typically brings it pretty strong. Steve, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
5: David, there, there really should be a lunch or ESPN swag bag or something for the first Daily doubling, I have to say.
1: Well, you know what? I don't know that that ever happens, to be honest. a good
5: point. Okay, I got a topical baseball question, actually, for you. Okay. Recent and well-deserving Hall of Famers, Minnie Minoso and Jim Catt are two or four players that have played games in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Give me one of the other two or both if, you know, you're that brilliant.
1: So Jim Cott and Minoso. See, I think Jamie Moyer did it, but you're looking, you're looking fifties.
5: You know, yeah, I'm saying.
4: You know, I know you. So you're looking fifties, sixties, seventies,
1: and eighties, right?
5: Yep, four decade <sighs> players.
1: I think Tim Raines might have done it as well. He did. Um, did Tim McCarver do it? Tim McCarver is one. Yep. And so who did you get? You gave me Minoso.
5: And Jim and, Cott. And, and didn't, didn't Minnie Minoso before. go
1: five decades?
5: He did go five decades. Yeah. Yes, he only played like one game in the
1: 80s. Um, So you gave me Cott and Minoso. I gave you McCarver, and there's one more outstanding one, but I've already gotten it correct, yes?
5: Right. If you want to try to get the sports one, how about it?
1: Is it Willie McCovey?
5: It is Willie McCovey. Brilliant job, Dave.
1: Thank you. Electric, my friend. Electric. Do you feel
2: like today is different than other days? Yeah, it feels different. It this f- is doesn't like it? one of those
1: games. It feels like one of those days. Uh, all right, let's go to May Hall in Elizabeth. May Hall is on Stump Rothenberg.
6: Hey, I got one for you, Dave. Okay. All right, there's only been two sports that have been played on the moon. One of them is golf, of course. I think you're probably familiar with the famous Alan Shepard. golf yes. shot. Uh what's the other sport?
1: So two sports have been played on
6: the moon. Um Can you understand we're using the term playing a sport very loosely. No, no,
1: I I know of <laughs> any any yeah. Um, Shepard drove the the ball, and I believe used a six iron, but I don't, I don't know what the other answer is. I mean, we could take a guess. Another sport that's been played on the moon. Is it like a track and field thing? Like, I'm thinking the javelin. Or a discus, but I'm not sure. I'll, I'll go. But it's much less. So you would agree this is much less known than the golf one, right?
6: Absolutely, which is yeah. why I framed the question the way I did.
1: I like what you've done. I I, I don't know. My best guess is it's some kind of a of a, a throwing. I'm gonna guess javelin, but very uncertain.
0: Uh,
6: Actually, you're exactly right. Um, It was the javelin. It was on the same exact mission, Apollo 14. Uh Oh, I see. I never knew that. That's great. Edgar Mitchell threw a a javelin. He actually called it the first lunar Olympics, and he actually his javelin went further than the golf ball.
1: You see what we learned? (laughs) Thank you for that. By the way, Uncle Jimmy tweets in. Rothenberg's a smart (laughs) dude, but he can't pronounce the capital of Montana. First of all, he he spells capital wrong. Second <laughs> of does. all, Helena is the capital of Montana, and that's how you pronounce it.
2: Well, wow, three! Can we get the Jets and Giants to play on the moon so we don't have to watch them tomorrow?
1: Three zero. Michael Strahan is isn't he going to the moon today? <laughs> is that a or, thing? Or somewhere? Yeah, isn't he going into space today with <laughs> Jeff Bezos? <laughs> I'm not, you didn't know this? <laughs> no, I did know that. I did see that. Yeah, I think I, did I see think that. he's going. But how? First of all, Uncle Jimmy. Rothenberg's a smart dude, but he can't pronounce the capital of Montana. He spells capital wrong, yeah, and I and it is Helena. Yeah,
2: but when you try to butt actually someone and then you're wrong, it's yeah. always embarrassing. So he's
1: going to say it's Helena, but it, uh, it's it's it, and I've heard both, but it's it's actually pronounced Helena. All right, uh, that's what three and o? It's three and 0 Let's go to let's go to Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on stump. Rothenberg.
6: <laughs> All right, Dave. Let's go Rangers. Let's All go right. baby. Rangers streak ended this week. They, the streak ended this week, so let's see if but, I but can a new one started too. last night. Yeah, well, you know, one game is in a streak. Yeah. Anyway, so the movie "The Longest Yard," the remake with Adam Sandler. Oh, what,
1: what a ter- what is? a what a terrible movie! By the way, yeah, it, but, wasn't that bad. God, the, it was the original was so much better. That's fine. Go ahead. What, what do you got?
6: Oh yeah, no, the original was better, but I mean it's entertaining. Um, there was three wrestlers in that movie. Name them.
1: Goldberg was in it. You don't need it. their real name. Gol I know Goldberg was in it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't know that it uh oh uh wasn't Steve Austin a uh, a guard? Yeah. Well he was a running back, but yeah. Yeah, but he was he was a guard who then played fullback, I believe.
6: Oh yeah, guard. I thought you meant the you know, position on the field, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um <laughs> hmm.
1: now I don't know. Is it another guy you think I know as a wrestler? Um, you should have heard of him. Yeah, you I should know mean, who this guy is. Oh, yeah, this is a really well-known guy. I yeah. feel like I've done well with two, though. No.
6: Yeah, yeah, you did. I mean, you got the two most popular guys in like wrestling. But... Oh,
1: I, I that that Nash guy. Steve Nash. No, not Steve Nash. <laughs> I forget his. It's Nash something, right? Yeah, but you got to get his first name. No, part. I don't. Why
2: not? Because yeah, if, I'm on, if I'm
1: on Jeopardy and I say Nash, they say that's correct. No, I mean there are a bunch of Nash. No, they
2: don't. They, they would not. Do if
1: that. you, if you, if they said name this guy that played in the longest yard, and I believe he was also a guard, and I say who is Nash, you, you get that correct? Oh,
2: no, you would not. I'm no, going Nash. Don't. What's the, what's it, it, the
1: answer?
6: Uh, Ty, I'm not, I'm not trying to jump the gun. What do you say?
1: It's Kevin Nash. And and who did? And, yeah,
6: and I, I said Nash. And,
2: you said that Nash
1: guy. That, well, if I had said I oh, want Nash, you would have said know. that's Jake, correct. I, Give me the ding. We, Give me the ding. Jake, <laughs> Thank you. Jake,
2: how do we feel about that? That Nash guy.
3: I mean, he got two out of
2: the three. And, right. and the guy's name is Nash. No, no, but you gave his last name, not his first name. Oh, stop it. It's not like he walks around and people. You know just what, call RJ would Nash. never do
1: this. This is a very unsightly side so of him. So now
2: you're pitting R- RJ and myself, two the, the guys who love each other. L- you know what?
1: Me. Enough. You be quiet for a moment now. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, maybe the, the greatest competitor in Stump Rothenberg. Good morning. Totally appreciate it, Dave. And, Dude, uh, uh, Chris, like let me ask you because I think you're an honorable, honest man. Yeah. If I'm on Jeopardy yeah. and I say, "Oh, and Nash," do I get that correct?
6: Of course. Yeah, of course. In fact. Dave, you're a big Jeopardy guy. That guy Amodeo, remember Amodio? Matt Amodio. He won like right. He he always said what is. He never said who. Whatever. He no, that what was his what thing. Is.
1: What what what? Is. He would right. say like what right. is Amelia Earhart? Right. And and they never right. once came he, down on him. So thank you, thank you.
6: Right. Anyhow,
1: okay. All right. What do you got, Chris?
6: Uh, so Dave, uh, who was the first player to win a Super Bowl ring with two different franchises? He started in both games, for two different franchises. He was the first guy to win a ring.
1: Now, I I think that we've had this. Um. I I think it's. It's it's. I think it's like. Because Peyton Manning has done it, I think it's um. Who was it? it was like uh, Drew Pearson or Preston Pearson? I think I think it, I think it was Drew Pearson was the answer. But uh, but uh, but but the thing is that we've had that recently, so I don't even want to take credit on that.
6: No 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 no. Well, so your answer is Drew Pearson.
1: Is is that wrong? You make it sound like
6: it's wrong. Yeah, Drew Pearson not the answer. Oh. And it's not Preston,
1: and it's not Preston and Pearson. It's not either? Preston
6: Pearson. Oh. No. Well, well now I'm now. Uh, and, and you could, you can could look it up. It's the right answer is what I'm going to give you. And you've heard of the guy. He became a college football coach, too, in the 80s. So he's the fir- first player to win? Yep. I can even tell you the two franchises you want him from. You can look it up. He started for both.
1: I thought it was the Colts and the Cowboys, but I guess I'm wrong. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer, so you, you can have this one.
6: All right. All right. Bill Curry, who became a college football coach. He was yeah, the at, the at uh, Alabama
1: and and Kentucky as well. Uh, right, and he he
6: was the center for the Packers, first uh-huh. Super Bowl, and then he came back and he won one with the Colts in 1970.
1: Well, you know what? I think I was asked. Okay, I think I was asked in in each conference, but you know what? But that would uh, that would be the same because uh, because Packers and uh, and Colts. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I know I have to Believe do a little me, research. It's on an it. I've heard
5: it before.
6: I've heard this trivia. We're gonna have to do course. a little research on this.
1: We're gonna do a little research. We'll put you on hold, and if in fact you are correct, then we will uh we'll give you the props that you deserve. So there's a chance, a very good chance that you participate in round two of Stump Rothenberg. We continue with Stump Rothenberg. We're brought to you by Sloman's and NYSSPCA, the New York State Structural Steel Painting Contractors association uh we've done some recognizance reconnaissance whatever the word is and we've determined that um it looks like chris and beth page is right so that puts us at what four and one today ty is that right
2: yes that puts us at uh four and one
1: okay so let's take a couple more then we'll do the the uh the round two uh, let's go uh taylor and hewitt taylor you're on stump rothenberg
6: all right then i got a baseball question okay Craig and Kevin Biggio were the second father-son duo to hit for the cycle. Who was the first?
0: Hmm. That's
1: a good question. Um, So you think maybe... So the bond's got to be too easy. Could it be the Griffys? Father-son duo. That's a good question. You there? Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I, I don't <laughs> know. <That's, laughs> Are you there? This is a tough <laughs> question. See, th- this is this is not going to be a a. It's not going to be Griffey. It's not going to be Bonds. This is going to take me forever. I I I don't I don't know. I'm going to have to take the L on this one. It's a nice question. What's the answer?
6: Gary and Daryl
1: Ward. Oh. <laughs> Daryl Ward did it, I think, in 2004. I didn't know Gary. All right, well, good for you. Put him on hold. He gets it. That's uh, four and two. That's a tough question. It's a good question though. Let's go to John in North Bergen. John, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
6: What's up, Dave? What's going on, John? I'm just gonna get in right into it. Uh, real quick question, as a Giants, deranged Giants fan as you, because I am too. Okay. This is a layup for you. Oh, oh, here we be. go.
1: Which means but, it's right. going to be impossible. Go ahead.
6: All right. <laughs> The 1990 NFC Championship Game. Yeah. Who caused the fumble on Roger Craig where LT recovered with 33 seconds left?
1: <sighs> was it Eric Howard? I think it was Eric Howard. Number 74. Hello. So th- I'm. I, how do you not hear me? I'm. I'm sitting here talking. So Montana, Oh no. I'm, I'm, Are you I'm upset? with the man. Because I remember it was Roger Craig fumbled it. Lawrence Taylor jumped
6: on it. That's yeah. a layup, Dave. Come on. Stop That's it. That's a layup. I'm, so it was, was it
1: Eric Dorsey? I think it was. I'm pretty confident it was Eric Howard. But now I feel like, like maybe it's not. I'm going to say Eric Howard.
6: I know you don't like final answer, but is that your final yeah, answer? Yeah, final dude? answer. You got it
2: right, sir. You know what I loved about that phone call?
1: Number seventy-four, Eric. Howard. He
2: said, "I'm, I'm going to get right into it," and then it took. Him and then he just seconds. went
1: on and rambled on and on and on. <laughs> loved it. Uh, all right, what is that? Five and two. Five and two, baby. All right, so we have two people, two people participating in in a, a chance at the daily double. Yes,
2: that is correct, my friend.
1: Uh, Chris, I know Chris. He's going to ask one that's nearly impossible. Now, can we can we redefine the parameters, please? 80s, 90s, 2000s, NBA, uh, skill position player, NFL, right? That's what it's supposed to, in theory, be, yes? Yes. All right, let's go to Taylor in Hewitt. Taylor for to be the first ever to accomplish the Daily Double. Taylor. Uh, Taylor. That's devastating. Uh, it's, it's devastating for him, not for me.
2: That's not what you want. But I know Chris is ready to rock and roll. Chris
1: is ready to rock and roll. Chris, it does make sense that it would be you. Where are you going, Chris?
6: And remember, I got you on the Mike Freedy question. Indiana Giants. God's sake. I think I might have been one of the few that got you on that. But anyhow. um, So, I'm going with James Thornton, tight end in the 80s and 90s. James Thornton? (laughs) Yes. I think he played nine seasons, tight end. He had a nickname, he played, RoboCop. He played with the Jets, yes? Yes, Jets. Mostly Bears was his main team, though. He played in the 90s in the playoffs against the Giants, by the way. I was there.
1: Uh, is this RoboCop, James Thornton? Yes, RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, I think he went to Cal State Fullerton. I think you'd be right, David.
2: <laughs> David, you ready? We got to go... Pretty quickly here. Let's go. I'm ready. Rapid.
1: Right. I'm ready for rapid. That's us by, by, by the way, can I just say, uh, James Thornton really, <laughs> really, <loved> <laughs> if you, if you asked 100 people listening right now, <laughs> have you ever heard of James Thornton? What? How many do you think would say yes? He's, I have. I'm embarrassed to say
2: he was a former jet. I have no idea who. he could you know walk what? You shouldn't be embarrassed. You, right you now, shouldn't be embarrassed. And I would call security because I have had no idea. You should. Who he you shouldn't be embarrassed. All right, and That's quickly. The point. Quickly, any
1: house, Arizona State.
0: Oh,
2: you would be correct, my friend. We're gonna see him tonight. Nice little plug. ABC, ESPN debut, season debut. Warriors uh, playing tonight uh, against the Sixers, I believe. Uh, Jordan Poole. Michigan. Wow, there you go. Antonio
1: Davis. I think he went.
0: Did
2: he go to UTEP?
1: I ran into him in Atlantic City one time. He's that's, a a large, terrifying. Did you get hurt? Uh, he went to UTEP.
2: He went to like when you say you ran into. That's correct. You
1: could. we're on line check-in at the Bally's Grand.
2: Oh, I thought you guys were like literally running at each other. And you no, that's bad there. for me. Uh, he right. went to UTEP. Lamarcus Aldrich. Texas. Wow. Uh, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Oh, this is a bad job by me.
0: Yeah. No, this is a uh, bad uh, job. D- didn't
2: he? <laughs> it's a bad job by me. I thought he came right out of high school. He did come right out of high oh, school. Oh, that's a
1: that's a. That's, <clears disgusting.
2: throat> that's a bad job by me. All right, so I'll give you. I'll give you another one. Ready? Real quick. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker.
1: Um. I know this one. He is uh, Iowa State.
2: Well, that would be correct. There you go, F- five and zero. Mm-hmm. So that gets you to eleven and two on the afternoon. It's the morning,
1: but that—that's a good job by me. Well, it depends on where you are. It could be the afternoon somewhere. Well, most people listening, I think it's—it's
0: it's the morning. You All right, now
1: that's—I'm pretty sure.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and enough. it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. Oh, look, say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question.
1: All right, it is frenzy time. Before we start the frenzy, we looked under under rocks all over the place, and we finally have dug up one R.J. Bell. There are many people disgusted and disappointed. I'm not going to say I'm not one of them, but I say good morning to R.J. Bell. Good morning, R.J. Uh,
6: I mean, that's a harsh word, disgust. You mean anticipating with, with great um, anticipation, maybe, would be no, the right I, words.
1: I, I meant disgusted, and I said disgusted, but I'm, I'm pleased to have you, so I'm, I'm willing to look past it because of the way I feel about you.
6: Boy, I, I got to tell you, I I kind of feel bad for your kids, man. Disappoint Daddy one time, and it, it goes No, no, six. no,
1: no. I don't want to get into the woods of or the weeds, but uh, no. No no last <laughs> week and no show this week started the show and no show uh, you were oh this close from from a, from a, a banishment yeah. but l- let's move on it,
6: it's, well, the it's the I holiday mean, season
1: it's the holiday season
6: that that would feel that to me would be horrible because of my love for the New York fans so thank God it's not we gonna happen that. it's
1: it's not gonna happen and what 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 puzzles me is you've been so hot lately like last time you were with us you gave us Green Bay plus one against the Rams winner Atlanta minus two against the Jaguars winner. Denver and the Chargers under the 47 winner. Like, you've been scalding hot, so to just vanish was was puzzling. 4-1 last week, too. Well, no one would know. All right, regardless of that, uh, are you ready to play the frenzy? Yes, I am. Okay, let's go. Matt Long Island. Matt, you lead us off. You're the Ricky Henderson of the frenzy. Go ahead.
5: Hey, Dave. Uh, first oh, one come to on. Win, uh, come on. Come
1: on. No, hey, Dave. Uh, that That's the cardinal rule of the frenzy. Get right to it, please, for God's sakes. James in Jersey. James, go. Cole Beasley or Lavishka Chenault? <laughs> LaVishka. Uh, I think Cole Beasley's going to have a good game tomorrow. Uh, I, 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 I don't want you to tip your hand yet, but I, being the novice that I am, RJ, I actually like the Bills to cover this game plus the three and a half. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, call him in the Bronx. Call him. You're on the frenzy. Go.
4: What's the point? for Giants fans to watch this game. What are we honestly looking for?
1: Uh, it, it's it. You know what it is now, RJ? It's just loyalty. It's just like it's in your DNA that you love the Giants, and because of that, you watch the Giants. Nothing more at the moment.
6: And, and I mean, we're saying with Mr. Daniel Jones yeah. not playing. There's no dignity, Daniel right? Jones. Because, yeah, but I guess my point is we still believe that Daniel Jones is got uh, something to show us, meaning – we haven't decided yet if you know. The, the assumption is next year he's the quarterback, right?
1: I don't. I. I you know what? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess probably, but I, I don't know. You know. And my my new theory is it's like this is year three. You still don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe you don't. I don't. I don't know. But I think it's a fair point. What? What? You don't. You don't care for the Giants, right? You like. You're, you're neither here nor there with the Giants. I. I love them, so I'll watch. Why would you? Unless you had money on the game, why would you, RJ, watch the Giants play?
6: Well, if Daniel Jones isn't playing, which yes. he isn't, I I would say probably no reason. No I mean, reason. As if it, what I'd be looking at, as a fan even, would be is is the team making strides in the right direction? Because to some degree, Judge is a, a question mark too, right?
1: I think everything is a question mark. The GM is gone. The quarterback is a question mark. The coach is a question mark. We'll see how these final five games play out. Nick Inbrick is on the frenzy. Do my Bills stand a chance to bounce back against the great Tom Brady this weekend? What do you think, RJ? Do the Bills stand a chance to bounce back?
6: Yeah, so this one is three and a half right now. Tampa Bay favored. Now, the first thing to say is that is a clear favorite for Tampa Bay beyond the home field. And back in the day, it was three points. And so you would say three-and-a-half is just a smidge more. But home field is down to, like, one-and-a-half, two points. It matters what game it is. Uh, it's it's really lessened this year. And last year it lessened, two home field. But there was no crowd, right? Now there's a crowd, and it still is below three. So this is Tampa, clearly the better team. And this is the Bills team that not that long ago, before the Indy game, Uh, You know, before uh, the game last week, Monday night, against New England, a lot of people thought the Bills were the best team in football. So this is a team that's, if you like the Bills here, you're buying low. And I don't, though. I really don't. I think the Bills were a little bit fool's gold. I think the strength of schedule. I mean, let me ask you, they built the team to beat Kansas City. You set aside that Kansas City game, which, again, it, they got to get credit for. What's their best win other than that?
1: They don't have a lot of great wins.
6: And, I mean, so to me, it's possible they're better than we thought. But, I mean, or, or, let's say that the lack of good wins is, is not the truth of them, that they're really good. But, man, if you can I mean, Tampa Bay is a multiple team. They can run or pass. Colts ran on them. Patriots ran on them. I think the Bucks run on them, so if I had to play this game, I would lay the three and a half.
1: And and not only did the Patriots run on them, the Patriots ran on them when their only option, like they told them they were going to run on them, and still were able to run on them.
6: I, I got to be candid. I thought that McDermott's comment after the game was the biggest uh, discouraging element of this. Is the idea of don't give credit to Bill Belichick? And, I mean, it felt like it, like if this season crashes and burns, you can say when it happened. That post-game press conference, it seemed like it broke them because how often do you hear an NFL coach talking about don't give credit to the other coach? Yeah,
1: how often do you hear them really breaking down the other coach at all? It, it's it's a weird thing to have after a week 13 game. Yep. Yep. Let's go to Jim Long Island. Jim, you're on the frenzy. Assuming
4: the Giants keep their two first-rounders, where do you go, Dave?
1: I think you gotta go. I, I think you, you gotta you gotta protect the quarterback, and you gotta get to the quarterback. So I I think you go offensive lineman and edge rusher. But I think you have to really dissect of who the best player is and and what your biggest needs are. One seven seven76 Fran Massapequa, well, Fran, have at it. You're on the frenzy.
6: Is Bill Belichick the greatest coach of all time? If not, where do you rank him? Thank you. I don't. Know, he sounds like a <laughs> robot.
1: I, I put him at one. I think he's the greatest coach of all time.
6: You know, I agree. Um, you know, I tweeted out uh, even before last week. Maybe it was ten days ago or so. A list of where he's coached in his you know in the various years. You know, his first year coaching uh, was 1975, and it was for the Baltimore. The oh, I'm the sorry. Colts. It was for the Baltimore Colts. Yep. Now think about that a second. And, I mean, he hasn't missed a year. Every year he's coached. I mean, to think in New York, too, with, you know, oh, I'm a position coach for LT, that's all, right? And, I mean, to have his game plan in the Hall of Fame for the Giants-Buffalo, I mean, to some degree, we're not going to see him again. Because what we see is these coaches, it gets to be 10 years, 15 years, and then they want to go up to the booth. They want to, you know, become a broadcaster, and it's like, Belichick has not missed a year. Nope. And to me, who knows? He might coach another five. It'll be like 50, you know, here, what, in four years? It's going to be 50 years.
1: It's It really is remarkable. And and Mike Tenenbaum joined our show uh, this week, and he made a great point. He said, you know, we don't look at it like this, but maybe you should. This guy's the Steve Jobs of NFL coaches. Like, you look at Steve Jobs, and you think, little off, but just an absolute genius Belichick, he he he, RJ, he's a football genius, and he deserves to be considered as that. So you got Lombardi, but you mentioned it. I mean, Belichick has has longevity that Lombardi doesn't have nearly the same. Um, you have Chuck Knoll, who won four Super Bowls. You have Parcells, certainly was a great coach, but for my money, um, it, it's yeah, Paul Brown. There are certainly other guys, but for my Walsh. money, it's, it yeah, Bill Walsh was great, innovative certainly with that offense, the West Coast offense. But there's, there's no one. There is no one. Because he's done it. Not only has he done it, every single stop he's done it.
6: Well, I tell you this, is there's nothing that will show you someone's insecurity than when they do encounter a true genius, how they respond to it. Because what I hear, and it's irrational, is a lot of people, a lot of really talented people, quite frankly, explaining why Belichick isn't a genius. And it might be radio guys that are wanting to, you know, not be at the altar, not worship at the altar of, a, of anyone, really. Or it could be other coaches. You know, I think Tannenbaum, as I've heard him on different shows, give the guy credit, is a guy competed against him and, but still really respects him. You don't, you don't see that everywhere. And to me, here's the question. If Bill Belichick does one thing, and I think he's wrong, and Bill Belichick has insight that I don't have into his team. Right, He knows who should be returning punts more than I do. The idea that I'm saying Bill Belichick was wrong, Bill Belichick made a mistake, it's absurd. What I should be saying is, huh, Bill Belichick did something different than I think he should have. That means I'm not understanding something properly.
1: Yep. And if you watch his team's, and you watch the other teams. The other teams always make mistakes. His team never makes those mistakes. It is it is just remarkable. I want to get one more, and then we'll break and come back and go through the games. Nora in the Bronx. She loves the frenzy. She plays well, and she's on.
6: If the Bills don't make the playoffs, is McDermott on the hot seat?
1: I don't think McDermott's on the hot seat, RJ, but I'll tell you what. I think Brian Dable may be on the hot seat. Uh, There's already some rumblings there that there's there's not a great relationship between those two. I think McDermott said something about Dable. You're not going to fire McDermott. I I would be shocked with that, but I think you will make a change.
6: Well, remember now, McDermott and Dable, and I would say Dable more so, wasn't he the biggest surprise this offseason? Uh, you know, him and, and, and maybe at the KC OC is um, not getting a head job. So, I mean, uh, but I guess with Joe Brady in Carolina, what are we seeing? We're seeing now power struggles, at least it seems, power struggles within these organizations. And, and if McDermott and Dayball are in, have any conflict, you could see it being a power struggle but i mean isn't Dayball? i mean a couple weeks ago even wouldn't you say he was in line if i said two weeks ago who is going to get the next set of jobs in the nfl head coaching situation wouldn't he be at the top of the list uh,
1: absolutely uh, absolutely and listen you you can't take what happened this this past week in in 50 mile an hour wins against new england and and demean him for that. I, I think that's a mistake. When I mean, Listen, Dawson Knox dropped a couple of passes. They had a chance to win that game. All right, I'll blow this one dead. Uh. All right, good job.